Enough of the bull spit, Pete. We have an announcement. We promised these people an announcement. And by the end of this episode, damn it, they are going to hear an announcement. Ooh, pulling another Walking Dead. Yes. By saying the end of the episode. That's what we would we, do. We would say, and the announcement is... We'll talk to you Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the move would be to to show, to replace a last week on brunch. Yes. And, and then we have like the lead up to the tease. And then we open with something completely different. Yes. And then we waste time for 59 minutes. Yes. And then... <laughs> And then at the end, we leave another cliffhanger. Or, you, so, all right, this will, I guess, be the way that we do reveal it. So this is how you would do it. You would say, previously on brunch. And it would cut back to last week. And we'd be talking about whatever you're talking about, saying there's an announcement. Then we'll cut back to a few weeks earlier than like when we're talking about movies or stuff. And you're like, wait, they're, they're doing like the previously on, but they're going way back. And then it goes, it keeps going back and back. And the clips are from our entire show's existence since the Hot Guys and Weatherman episode, and then it cuts to the, uh, what do we think of Miles Teller, and you're like, wait, is this a Miles Teller announcement? And then one, by the time it starts off, you're like, alright, this is a Miles Teller thing. Uh, our announcement is a Miles Teller thing. We have been sought out, wait. invited. What? We should say... Uh, but- <laughs> Let's riff on the idea of how to reveal this for the entire episode. <laughs> right. Go. No, the... Uh- the best, the, the, what, what The Walking Dead does is they, like, before they get to the actual reveal, yeah. they they go up to it, and then they go to the intro sequence. They dip back a little bit. They, like, go right up to the moment, and then yeah. they go to the intro sequence. Oh, yeah. So, so this Miles Teller announcement. This is going to be the open of the show, right? right? Yeah. So, so do we want, want, let's do that over again. No, no, no. This was, I think this is, like, <laughs> organic and, and great. All right. Um, well. So... You didn't hit stop, did you? No. Good. I would not want to lose this. Beej and Pete here again. Uh, the announcement is that we have been sought out, invited, um, headhunted, if you will, to attend a movie premiere and interview one of the movie's stars on the red carpet. Uh, his name is Miles Teller. His name is Miles Teller. Ever the heard of him? The movie is Bleed for this. And first of all, we're just honored to have been selected to uh, go to this premiere. We'll be leaving the... Uh, we won't say where because this is kind of high-end stuff, high celebrity, high-end celebrity stuff. Uh, we'll be traveling. We're hitting the road. Uh, maybe taking a plane. Who knows? But uh, we are being... Whisked away to the premiere of Bleed for This later this week. We will, for Friday's episode, have an interview, supposedly, with Miles Teller if all from goes the red to carpet. Plan. Yeah, if all goes to plan. And uh, also, when we were told that when they said, bad boys, there's a premiere, we need you there, what can we do to get you there? They also said, uh, let us know if you want this to be a video interview if you have a cameraman. So, I texted a guy we know, ever heard of him part two, Adam Hart, and said, hey man, want to come to a movie premiere? It's with Miles Teller. And he said, yeah. So, Adam Hart's <laughs> going to be there. He's going to be taking, snapping some pics, shooting some video. Uh, won't be shot on an iPhone 7. Won't be shot on an iPhone 7. It'll be shot on some professional-ass camera. We've got some artwork made up. Uh, maybe we'll drop that before Kind of the have. Episode. We teased it on Instagram. That's right. Uh, we did a nice little did a nice little move, pro move, where we 
teased a teaser for a teaser. You sent that text, and I was like, that is, that was like a very, very woke realization of our <laughs> actions. Uh, and yeah, so we're going to this premiere. We not our first premiere, by the way. Not, not our, our first Miles Teller premiere. Please, this is like Pete. this is our niche. We yes, <laughs> we're we're the bad boys of Miles Teller premieres, and we are going to yeah we. So what we've been told is we're we're going to the premiere. We're, we'll be seeing screening. Obviously, that's what we do when we go to premieres. That's uh, what a in our experience, is. <laughs> and we were told that we have an interview with him, and yeah. uh, I followed up and I said, okay, cool. Um, so how, how long are we talking for this interview? And the response was, oh, standard red carpet stuff. And you know me, always on that's the red a- carpet. <laughs> right. That's what we know really well. Yeah. We, if there's one thing that we know, it's standard red carpet stuff. Yes, exactly. It was like in the office when uh, Charles Minor tells Jim, like, can you get me that rundown? And he's like, yeah, rundown. <laughs> and he spends the whole day just do it like faxing things to his dad <laughs> because he doesn't know what a rundown is. Um, so I did a little Googling and a red carpet interview is about two minutes long. So it's basically a like miles. Great. Like good luck with the movie. Blah, blah. Like, so, wow. Really like your hair. Right. So we've been spitballing some ideas for the interview. And I will say this. Uh, I'm not intimidated by interviewing people. I love to interview people. I'm damn good at it, uh, and I've never been more nervous about an interview in my life. <laughs> it, well, it's so hard to even, like, These circumstances are tough. Right. It's it's hard to get anything out of two minutes, but it's especially tough when we've been talking about this interview yes. for, like, fucking six months. Exactly. And we finally have the opportunity to talk to Miles Teller, and if we don't deliver a, like, a real awesome Thing for the brunch listeners who have been hearing us gush over Miles Teller for six months. Yeah. It's going to be so disappointing. And uh, red carpet etiquette, as I've read up on it, is it's it's not a time for goofy stuff. It's uh, it's usually... Right, you have to kind of talk about Relevant the to the movie. Ask about the project and stuff. And I've been spitballing some questions uh, that, like, how could we bring brunch into two superficial minutes about the movie um and there are some ways that we can do it but it's gonna be this is gonna be tough yeah so here like there's two ways that we can go about this we can obviously do the things that like that everybody else does and just try to win miles over with our winning personalities that's thing we could try to make this uh one of two right the first right, yeah. of many it's, interviews, it's like build a relationship. Every every uh, every best friendship begins with an introduction. Yes. You need to be introduced to your best friend at some point. So this will be our like our our meeting. Point. What if our interview was just like, "Hey, do you want to be our best friend?" Like, <laughs> "Hey, Miles, DJ, nice to meet you, man. Oh, dude, that suit's dope, by the way. Yeah, P- Pete. Yeah, oh, yeah. You say Pete? Yeah, Pete." Okay, so by then he's repeated your name. He's got it locked in. Like, all right, that one's Pete. Uh, this guy seems nice. Forgot his name already. Um, but we'll do the Andy Bernard thing. Keep repeating our names. Right. And we'll be like, hey, man. DJ so, again. So, right. Pete again. Yeah. So just be casual. Be like, man, 
So there's been a, we could do the thing where you turn. This is a good move, a reporter move. You turn the the recorder off in front of them, so they know like, hey man, this is off the record. This is off the record. We're just being guys now, and we could do. Let me just say, I love you. And make sure, that, make sure that Adam's uh, camera has some audio. <laughs> and you turn off the recorder in front of him and be like, man, so these things must get old, huh? And he's like, ah, oh, well, no, I, I love doing them, but like, I'm getting pulled in every direction. Like, oh, well, I can't imagine. Look, you, if you want to just stay here with us for a couple minutes, act like we're interviewing you, like smile and all that stuff, then by all means, use us as your breather. Uh, we know that this is all kind of it's bullshit a pretty good anyway. Move. That would be an okay move, and then we would play that interview <laughs> on the, <laughs> the entire <show>. thing. <laughs> uh, Maybe catch him saying some racist stuff or something. We could do that, yeah. We could. Uh, or I think I was going to say the other play is that we uh, go so ridiculous yeah. that we get thrown out of the premiere and leave a lasting impression. There are a lot of scenarios in which we could get thrown out of the premiere because I was reading up on like how not to act on the red carpet and a lot of it was like, mm, that's kind of how <laughs> I think how we, we were going to act. <laughs> right. It's like, don't make it about you. I was like, my fir- the first question I have written down is Zac Efron heat check. How come everyone else has made a boxing movie from uh, that awkward moment and not him? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a pretty good one. Another obstacle is... We it's it's not just the circumstances and the location that are tough cookies. We love Miles, but let's not kid ourselves. Miles is a bit of a tough cookie himself. Yeah, he's. Uh, you watch his interviews, and honestly, he reminds me of Andrew Ferenc, Um In that Andrew Ferenc, super awesome, nice guy, but. He doesn't want to waste his time right. in interviews. If you, if you don't bring it. Right. You bring your A game. You don't give him some... Like, one time I asked... He was... Andrew Ferris was coming off suspension. Uh, this was, like, my worst interview moment ever. He was uh, coming off suspension. I was like, man, so... Kind of... You must be champing at the bit to get back out there, huh? And he was like, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, basically, like, did you just ask me if I'd like to continue playing hockey? Um <laughs> So you can't do stuff like that. You can't right. do the, like, man, so you must be psyched for this movie, huh? Because he'll just bite right. your head off, and damn it, I, I want to kiss him on the mouth for that. Well, I, I respect that in him. In that sense, maybe the uh, the whole, like, playing up the, hey, let's, this it's might, just could us. Be your, right, this could be your breather type thing. He'd be like, dude, I've, this is my fucking job. I do this every every time. Yeah, like, he could do he, a, he, oh, you think I need you, right, idiots? Yeah, yeah. Right, he could be like... No, dude, go fuck yourself. I'm right. gonna. I'll see you later, and he'll like, just walk away. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna stand here and choose to hang out with two guys who. Why are you both dressed the same way? By the way, why are you wearing the same? Are you? Uh, why are you wearing a uniform right now? What are we wearing? By the way, that's a good question. Uh, I've uh, I just proposed a pretty good question. Yeah, Pat, pat myself on the back there. <laughs> hey, that's that's us getting our interviewing. That's, that's, that's the old Fleetwood Mac. Like, ah, oh, Silver Springs, a great old song. <laughs> great old song. Like, oh. You mean so it's someone else's? No, no, no. It's me. I wrote that. Uh, just a classic, though. Um, I uh, I have an idea for what I'm going to be wearing. It's not dissimilar from what uh, Kathy drew up for us. Uh, Are you wearing a tux? I'm not going to be wearing a tux, but I think I'm just going to wear, like, uh, I have a deep blue suit that uh, is one of my go-tos. I think I might wear that with a black shirt, no tie. It's sharp. It's bold. Uh but it's also not screaming, look at me. My face will be, but... So is it, a, is it a suit and tie event? I don't know if I'll be... I don't know if 
a tie is the play. Uh, Joey Mack is going to be there for ESPN. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every time, that guy is always wearing a suit and tie. So I feel like he'll be wearing a suit and tie. Um, Even if nobody else is wearing a suit and tie, nice little message sending. If we, yeah, dress for the job you want to have. Yeah. We want to have the job where we're podcasting people paying to go there and (laughs) are dressed better than ever and are way overdressed for the event. Right. Uh, I think, I mean, Miles will be in a suit. Yeah. Uh, One idea. Can't be best friends if if one of your friends is completely overdressing you. Right. Uh, One idea that I had was what if we used the whole two minutes to be like, Miles, looking good, my man. Great suit. And you'd be like, oh, thanks, man. And then you were like, hey, nice. Dude, your hair looks great. Yeah, those shoes are crazy. Like, those must be, are those shoes over $1,000? You'd be like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah. (laughs) And then you'd be like, uh, you got Jack for this movie, man. Good to see that you kept the muscle on. And then you'd be like, is, is this, are you really just going to keep commenting on my looks for two minutes and run out the clock this way? And then ask him one question about the movie. And then before he can answer, say, oh, it looks like we're out of time. Right. <laughs> Have a good one. That wouldn't be a bad move. What if we were maybe a little rude to Miles Teller? Oh. Preemptive strike. Yes. Yeah. Just, uh, we should ask him his thoughts on Uber. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, hey, we Ubered here. It was safe. <laughs> Just kind of keep the eyebrows up staring, waiting for him to comment. Uh, no, but we could be like, hey, what was it like working with Aaron Eckhart? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. And be like, man, sucks that you're always in stuff with better actors than you. And <laughs> that would be mean. And that's not true because he's pretty good. Uh, you think he'll have a mustache? Uh, November. Oh, that's a good question. He had, So he had to do, uh, and this is another reason why I like Miles. Miles is a very good-looking cat, and he's not afraid to take roles that make him not uh, good looking. alter. Not not even not good-looking, but... So he, he he doesn't do the Zac Efron, where he only takes roles that make him look good. Yes, exactly. He does, like, the how can I... And I respect this as someone who sometimes grows an ugly mustache for the sake of unveiling my beautiful face when I get rid of the mustache... <laughs> Um, he does the uh, Vinnie Paz mustache, which is like a very thin, uh, not super attractive mustache. So he does that. He dyed his hair for that movie. Um, when was the last time that Zac Efron did a movie that he didn't look like Zac Efron or didn't look like, like are we doing a hot that, dude? So you know what that sounds like? Zac Efron heat check? I think we're doing a little Zac Efron heat check. Uh, that's a great question. I don't think he's ever done no. anything like that. Um which is funny because Michael B. Jordan did Creed. Uh, Miles Teller did Bleed for This. Which, by the way, Bleed for This was shot before Creed. Do you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, it was shot before Creed. And I don't know why. I would assume because of all the buzz for Creed, they were like, yeah, let's not release these both this. at the same time. So it's and like the old uh, Olympus Has Fallen and uh, White House Down. Remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Those movies at like the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, and then they like released them... They had to release them like six months apart or something. Just Friends and... Uh, Fre- uh, no, is it No Strings friend, Attached and no Friends with atta- Benefits? No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. Same exact movie. Right, exactly. And I think they actually did come out at the same time. Pretty much. And I've seen both of those movies. They're both pretty good. They're both like watchable right. rom-coms. Right. So I'm, uh, I'm partial to uh, the Ashton Kutcher one. Is that the one with Natalie Portman? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Natalie Portman or Mila Kunis? It is. No, it's, um, it's Natalie Portman. No, I'm saying b- b- which one. We're playing a game of but how do they look. Uh, 
Would you go? I'm going to take Portman? Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman is flawless. She also went to Harvard? She did. She did. I like me some brains. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she was in a Star Wars movie, so. Uh, that's that's a plus for me. Oh, yeah. I like I Star Wars. That. Um, so, yeah, we uh, one another idea is to solicit questions from you guys. Uh, you can tweet them to us. Do not tweet them at Miles. Right. Don't ruin the surprise. Don't ruin the element of surprise. Uh, we could do some listener questions. It was actually my friend's idea, and her rationale was that way if it goes poorly, you we've got a scapegoat. Yeah, it's not on us. I love that idea. Yeah. Last time we could say something like, Last time we trust you guys, <laughs> biggest <laughs> interview of our lives, we put it in your hands. Idiots. It's our fault. We shouldn't have trusted you. I uh, I really like that idea, especially because we've been torturing our listeners with six months of Miles Teller. Like, if we get them, this yeah. is what we're going to do. So tweet us your questions yeah. for Miles Teller. We'll use the best ones, maybe, yeah. depending on our approach, which we're still working on. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't... Like, what What are the questions? Are they going to be show-themed? Yeah. We're I don't have see, to work thing, something in like, we, regarding the show. Yeah, I think that we could say. I think that we could do like a Zac Efron heat check with him, um, but we'd have to preface it by saying like, "All right, we do a thing called Zac Efron heat check." Right. So, and then like maybe we'd cut that audio out or whatever. But then we'd be using like eleven of our seconds explaining what Zac <laughs> right. Efron heat check is. I know, which isn't That's the like, worst use of eleven seconds. It's like ten percent of your time with Miles Teller. <laughs> And that actually might bring out the best part of the interview because if we're explaining to him what Zach Efron heat check is, there's a good chance he cuts us off and just is like, "All right, my mind's made up. I'm gonna start making fun of you guys," <laughs> yeah. and then he just starts going at us. Or we can ask him if he has his own Zach Efron heat check, knowing Zach Efron. That's true. Uh, yeah, but what if he? What if we're like, okay, Zach Efron heat check? Just say something Go. about Zach Efron. He'll be like. Uh, and he'll start doing the looking around at everybody like, are you seeing these these R's that I'm dealing with right now? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is actually a tricky one because we know that this is not the best way to get our Miles Teller interview. No. I think that ultimately our it's goal... It's a foot in the door. Yes, it's a foot in the door, but... You know what would be great is after we get this done and we have the final product... You need to email Miles Teller's people yeah. who have constantly denied you over the past six months yeah. and then just say, thanks, guys, yes. and then send them the YouTube link. <laughs> yes, and then like a week later, be like, hey, guys, uh, we're looking for uh, some upcoming guests, and uh, Miles he, said that... He likes us. Yeah, Miles said that he likes us. Uh, also, do we ask him to do liners for us? No. No? I don't think so. Interesting, because... Uh, in my red carpet experience, which is watching Knocked Up, when she's asking Steve Carell for an interview on the red carpet, he says no, and then she asks him to just do some, at least like a quick liner saying, I'm Steve Carell and you're watching E or whatever. Um, so if it's like a quick thing, if we run out of steam, if it's not going well, we could just say like, can you say I'm Miles Teller and you're listening to Brunch? But I don't think we would have any use for we that. We don't have any use for that. Yeah. Unless, uh, I think the only time that, the only reason that we should ask him to do a one-liner or a liner is to say, uh, I'm Miles Teller and this is the Zac Efron heat check. That's, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Um, shoot. Or if anybody else has an idea for a uh, Miles Teller liner, you yes. can send it. Send us questions or liners. That's actually a great idea, Pete. Have, yes, uh, fan-requested Miles Teller liners. 
Um, uh, one's roasting us would be hilarious. What do you mean? We should just ask Miles Teller to roast us. No. That's Why? Because if we think our listeners are going to be mean, I think that Miles Teller is so sharp and so suave uh, that he'll be able to just... We'll just think about whatever he says, like, the entire movie and won't be able to enjoy the premiere. <laughs> no, not even that. I'm just saying, like, I think he'll be able to, like, murder us if he wants to. I think that would be awesome. Which, yeah. I think that if you're going to start a best friendship, you might as well get That's all your true. cards out on the table right off, to, right off the beginning. Guys just busting chops. Right. So then do we start by busting his chops... And having him really go back at us. Because if we right. want the best content, that's what we do. We got to do like a little backhanded little... Eh. Like, and hey, we like we should... Uh, this is really what we should do. We should start off the interview by getting all the cards out on the table and saying, Hey, Miles, nice scars, idiot. Now roast us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be how we get kicked out of the premiere. Right. Uh, he, honestly, if we did that, he would send out like a tweet of... I don't. I talk to these two guys who are the least professional people I've met in my life, and then we turn into that those it'd assholes. Like, it'd be like the old Amy Schumer, where she like uh, blasted that kid for right. the uh, for like, making a joke that she makes all the time. Spent the night with Amy Schumer, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that was twenty minutes of us talking about our future interview with uh, with Miles Teller. Hopefully, I like the idea of having him zing us, but the issue is how do we have him do that without. Uh, a, making getting kicked out, us. or B, making it about us. Because if we do say roast... Like, I would love to have, yeah, like, a thing... Here's the tie to the movie. Yeah. Uh, you spent the movie knocking people out. Why don't, you, why don't you hit us with your best shot? That would be a great way to lead off the interview. Yes. Hit us with your best stuff. And then uh, he'd be like, okay, you suck. And then <laughs> we'd be like, oh, yeah? Well, why don't you give us, like... Why don't you give us a knockout blow? And he'd be like... Uh, go away and you'd be like well how about a slam dunk and then just start asking a bunch of dumb sports questions like that we would not get a second interview hey think you got what it takes something like that uh make us bleed for this yes um i would love the idea of him saying like of getting audio of him saying like good one deej or like yeah, man. <laughs> I'd like so that's what I would like more than because I think that more offensive than roasts are uh, people being passive or just oh, yeah, people not caring. Sure. Um, it's also way more uncomfortable for anybody watching or listening. Yeah, it's when he's like, just like, hmm. yeah, yeah. Or it's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, you heard of Miles or uh, uh, Zach Efron? He checks. He's like, no, right. And then that's it. Yes. <laughs> like, oh. That would, so that more than anything would hurt me, but I would know that it would be worth it for the, I think that the, the fans would enjoy it. Every right. time it I'd hear it, be like, it's, it'd be so funny the time that we did that. Either <laughs> has to be awful or yeah. amazing. I don't want it to be just mediocre. We don't, we, yeah, we don't do okay on this podcast. We <laughs> do great or we or we talk about spectacular right, Or we talk about Miles Seller future Miles Teller interviews for 25 minutes. Well, we needed to do this because we'd... Uh, I texted you last week, and it was just like, Peter, with a period. <laughs> yeah. like, we got him. And you're like, and that was what? it. What? <laughs> Miles, we're going to a premiere. And that's been pretty much... All we've I think we've been brainstorming individually, but uh, I think that we knew we had to have something of a... 
a meeting to get out there, all right, so what's our move? And I think that we both knew throughout the weekend that neither of us had a, a great plan to present. So we're going to keep thinking. We need this to be... We know it's, again, it's tough because it's got to be relevant to the movie. We can't be, we can't be assholes. We uh, don't know him well enough, and he doesn't know us well enough. And uh, it's just going to be brief. So we need to find a way to make two minutes count. And that's like your sex life. as you said, there you go. I was like, how often I was like, how quickly before one of us makes a sex joke, sex joke about like high pressure. It's only going to be two minutes. Um, so we need to do it well enough to get a second little second bang, little second, uh, little smashy with miles. And now if he hears this, he's going to be like, these people are talking about how they're afraid to interview me. And that I think, they're planning on having sex with me, and we won't even get a first interview with them. <laughs> so, let us know what we can do. And do our jobs for us. Yes. Uh, Speaking of doing our jobs for us, yes, uh, we got a bunch of interview or uh, intern requests, which we also said on Friday, which are not going to be classified. They're as not going to be interns. They're just going to be people. They're, we're adding members to the show who will neither be seen nor heard. Right. So you'll be just as important as Pete and myself. Except, except not as important. No one will even know your name. <laughs> uh, we have some uh, some good submissions. Yes. I think what we've decided is that we're going to pick a, a video person and a, and a uh, merch, person. merch person. Merch slash business so guy. So we're, we're bringing two people on board yes. that, that you will never hear it's of. It's going to be a four-person podcast, but uh, it'll be like... Do you remember back in the day when you would do... Uh, when you would do, like, hidden folders on your computer? Yeah. You could make folders invisible. Mm-hmm. You know what that was good for? Porn. Five emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yep. yep, you're right. So you could do the invisible files, so... It will be, and but it would say on the like you'd go into the the folder and it would say there would be like two files on there, and then on the bottom it would say like six files, and you'd be like, mm, "There's more here. I got to unhide these people." This is going to be a four man podcast. Our woman, you don't know that. Uh, yes, four person podcast. Uh, and when you click on our folder, you're just going to see me and Pete. <laughs> It'll say on the bottom four people, but. Me and Pete. So, don't withdraw your submissions after having heard that. But, yeah, we found... uh, We had good people sent us cool stuff. People sent us videos that they made. One person uh, transcribed... Just because we made a joke about... uh, If we had a transcription of an episode, we could do uh, a rerun of an episode with the roles flipped. And uh, someone transcribed a pretty long chunk of last week's episode that huge shout to that guy yeah Appreciate. that is insane because transcribing is the worst part of my job the yeah. worst part of our jobs yeah that's it's not a just, fun thing it's just do. miserable so really appreciate somebody going to that length uh i think with that being said that there's no way that we're going to actually do that episode we can do uh we could do like the beginning and I just feel bad for that guy having done that for no reason. I do think that it would be hilarious to to for that person to do all that work and then us just and then say, say get your for own no podcast. Reason. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, right. Get you, transcribe your own podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, no, thank you. The guy's name was Matt who sent that in. 
we're gonna do something with it. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll print it out something. <laughs> we'll toss it, it on, on the, the wall. fridge. Uh, we're gonna do something with that, Matt. Promise. Uh, we just haven't decided what yet. Um, we have some. Do you want to do penguins or Walking Dead? Let's do penguins first. Okay. Um, Speaking of bleeding for this, yes, that was unbelievable. How many people did you show that to? I didn't show it to anybody because I didn't like see anybody all weekend. I just hung out. But actually, I, I sent it to Ellen. Nice man. Uh, <laughs> I cool sent it to Ellen. I said you're gonna cry. Um, she cries at things like that. Oh really? Yeah. I showed it to one of my friends, and uh, or I told one of my friends about it because we were in a bar and it was loud, so I didn't cool, want to show the video. <laughs> yeah, just at a bar, <laughs> no big deal. Um, and I just explained everything blow by blow. I was like, and then. They go back oh, into the they, hole, and then he oh. does a beak attack, blah, blah, and I'm just... Your friend was probably just, shut the fuck no, up. No, she was captivated, and then she went back and watched it, and she texted me, and she was like, hey, so I watched the Penguin video. Nothing else happened except what you told me. Like, I think that she expected <laughs> there was maybe going to be a happy ending or whatever, because the last thing I told her was like, so he just got his ass kicked, and he had to leave. <laughs> like, that, that relationship was done. And I was like, no, 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 no. It was just... That it, was it. Yeah. This guy, everything bad happens to this guy. Um, Tough break, for sure. Which I had a conspiracy theory that I sent you guys yeah. in a long run-on text. And we just laughed at you. And kind of a dick move by Jeff. <laughs> uh, not the person I would expect to to be a, a chop buster. Well, I mean, to Jeff's credit, at least he responded. Because there was no way I was going to respond to that until Jeff did. Well, so I sent a text. It was a conspiracy. Th- it was at like... 3.30 or something, uh, between 3.30 and 5. And uh, the conspiracy theory basically is this. And I've shared this with like seven other people since, and we've had some captivating conversations. Um, the That's not the husband. The guy who comes back is not the husband. It's just some random guy. Two penguins are having sex. He walks in on them, starts to attack this random dude for no reason. And then he's like, whoa, wait, wait. Like after, as he's getting his ass kicked, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. does your wife want to have sex with me? And the wife's like, no. And then they, then he attacks them again. And he's like, okay, one last time. You sure you don't want to have sex? And they're like, who are you, dude? Get the hell out of here. And that's why all the other penguins, because there are penguins in the background that are just like standing around like, like what the fuck's going on over there? Do I, should we get some, like, do you guys need assistance? So that's because that's what the funniest thing about that video was, was that the narrator just had this story about these people, which totally makes, like, as he's saying it and you're watching these things. You don't question it. it yeah, it's like, it makes sense that. This guy knows better than we do. Right. But how does he know that that's exactly what was happening? I don't know. That's it, what makes it go viral, right. I guess, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. I also thought that that dude was kind of a dick, the narrator. He was just like. He wasn't very sympathetic. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he was like, she's got no time for losers. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, also, so again, now I'm playing devil's advocate because I'm keeping the door open that this guy is a total stranger. But how do we know this guy is a loser? He's just a nice guy, and he got it, like he's a loser because he came back. He and got cuckolded and then got his ass kicked. I will say that if he was the husband and he did get cocked, yeah, that is uh that's not a good look because penguins are known for being. Do they made for life? For life? Okay. So this guy goes out for fucking groceries or something. Yeah. Comes back and his wife's getting some good penguin d. <laughs> like, like by nature, these are supposed to be. 
Yeah. Fiercely loyal. Yeah, so she's not supposed to crave that other D. Right. So he must have some fucking Which makes awful, me think awful penguins. Bad sex. bad penguin D. Yeah. So what that makes me think uh that furthers my conspiracy theory that these two the ones that were having sex were mating for life, and that this guy is just like a mentally ill penguin like, who goes around being uh, like, attack? You want "Doesn't sex? anybody?" <laughs> want? Yeah, right. And he's attacking this poor guy. He's like, he's like a, he's like a door-to-door sex salesman. He oh, just okay. goes to, to every penguin abode, and he's just like, "Sex." I think that sex? we've got ourselves a little email to send to National Geographic. Be like, have you considered <laughs> the uh, the send us m- proof mentally ill door-to-door uh, sex salesman penguin? Uh, I loved all the memes that came after. Oh, yeah. um, the best one was the guy. It was just the the bloody uh, cuck holder. The, the, it was like your comf- It was like your robe, mad comfortable. <laughs> yeah. That was so good. Uh, I'm. I really need an update. I need an update on this situation. Yeah. Did. Uh, I mean, how do we know that the cuckolded penguin didn't go back one more time and get killed, or like go back with a gun? Yes, he <laughs> could have. Uh, That's how a lot of domestic disputes end. Right. It's like a, this isn't finished. But the beak attack is kind of the gun attack. But it was also so heat of the moment because it, it was immediately after. He, uh, that's one of those things where I think that he goes away and I think for a couple days they're still like, the, dude, this, this guy's crazy. He's going to come back. Yeah. Um, which, if so, like, what does National Geographic do when they see those penguins? Do they not like pick up the crazy uh, like murderous penguin and be like, all right, we're taking you to a different <laughs> continent. You just need to be away. You need to start a new life. You got to forget about her. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, I also like how the narrator was like, fortunately for, for the cucked husband, there are plenty of other fish in the sea. And right. It's like, it's like, dude, his wife, his, 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 the one person, the one penguin who decided to mate with him for life. Right. Just, just got furiously boned by another penguin <laughs> and then watched that dude kick the Destroy shit out of him. him. That was not <laughs> and, a close fight. Right. And now this penguin's going to have to go through the rest of his life, not only with the stigma of being awful at sex enough to convince his wife to cheat on him, but also with like the physical star scars of getting his, his shit pushed in. He has by to explain the other people like people say to him, like, uh, where'd you get that scar? Yeah. And he's oh. like, oh, you should see the other guy. And they're like, <laughs> no, really? What happened? Yeah. And, he's, and he just has to explain that he was so bad at sex. That he got his ass kicked. I love that it starts off with like, well, so look, I wasn't, I wasn't doing such a great job with her, but it's a two, like it takes two to tango. Although when I walked in, she seemed to be having a pretty good time with that <laughs> other guy. So come to think of it, anyway, long story short, I got cuckolded and then got my ass beat for it. <laughs> like honestly, and, like, and, and, hey, want to come home with me? Right? Yeah. <laughs> the funny part is that it's just like walking in on your significant other cheating on you and being like, what's going on here? And then the, the cuck holder just like shooting you. <laughs> just like, 
<laughs> you did nothing to like you did nothing wrong. I mean, like you you drove her into his arms or whatever. But the mere act of showing up to your house to see your wife and, and then getting your ass you just for got it. your ass kicked. Everything bad that could happen to that penguin. That is happened. the most humiliating thing on the face of the earth. That's why I thought it was funny that everyone was taking the cuckolders side in the memes. That right. They were like looking up to this guy. It was playing Mr. Steal Your Girl and then attacking this poor penguin. Because, like, at the root of it, it's so pathetic for that penguin just to show up and then get his oh, ass Oh, yeah, that's kicked. embarrassing. Right. Yeah. But especially in, like, the animal kingdom where yeah. your pride and your mating is all you have, basically. That is kind of all they do. That's yeah. all they have. Right, yeah. Like, what else do they fucking they do? They don't, go to jo- they don't go to work. They yeah. don't fucking have material possessions. Yeah. So this is literally this entire penguin's life just completely destroyed. And then just as a little cherry on top, also we're going to give you a physical beating like you've (laughs) never had. And then you have a fucking narrator calling you a loser. (laughs) And you're going to go viral. (laughs) It's like, so we know that you don't have TV to watch things and this is all you have in your life. But here's the thing. Another species does have TV, and it's going to be on that. And, and we are going to murder you five times <laughs> over. Uh, we're going to call you a loser. <laughs> we're going to, like, like low-key take everyone else's side you except yours. You know what yours. would happen? You know what would happen? If this happened to, like, a real person, Yeah, they would have, like, a... A nice redemption story. They'd go on like the talk show roundups. They'd they'd like they'd get famous, and then yeah. they'd like kind of uh, get back on their feet with with fame. And they'd be like, "Oh well, this person like their wife cheated on them, and they got their ass kicked. But now they're famous, and they're doing all these TV appearances." But and- the cuckolder would also he'd be kind of like everyone would be like, "Ooh, boo!" And when he'd come on the talk shows, he'd be like, "Oh, that awful man!" But everyone would want that guy, right? <laughs> He would be the oh everybody would uh, everybody would feel bad for the pen- for the cock- cocked penguin yeah but deep like, down they'd be like they'd be like that's that the dude's one. a loser that's the yeah I want that one uh, <laughs> did you watch the hills uh, yeah so uh, occasionally he was like Justin Bobby he was just like that guy that was there and everyone was like oh he's such a bad guy you need him out of your life he doesn't do anything for you oh yeah but he's yeah <laughs> and he'll yeah. do you in the closet <laughs> yeah right yeah he's he gives that real penguin D. <laughs> Uh, what a real penguin looks like. So that was a fun. That I think that that video gave a lot of people their weekends. You know what? Uh, you know what the worst part about that video is? What? It came a week after Halloween. Oh, everyone would have been that penguin. Yeah, it would have been just bloody penguins everywhere on Halloween. And yes. I would have loved it. And you know what? It might be a good idea. And now just jot it down for next Halloween because by the time that rolls around, everybody will forget about that video. And then when you're the bloody penguin, yeah, everybody will be like, "Oh my god, that's such oh a actually." Good costume. Come to think of it, I got um, one of my friends on uh, like in a group text was like uh, on Friday night at seven forty five or whatever was like, "Well, have my Halloween costume for next year." And I didn't know what he was talking about yet, and so I just went on Twitter. And Feidelberg was, again, just a, a masterful headline <laughs> from Feidelberg, which was, uh, this guy came home to his wife fucking another penguin <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, like, a I crazy think, fight. I think it started off with, like, husband. Husband comes home oh, to right, find yeah. his wife fucking another penguin. <laughs> you're right. That's it. Uh, just the, the great element of surprise that we're talking about penguins here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I looked at that and then was like, this is the most fantastic thing I've seen in my life and it spread like wildfire 
So good. Um, it's so, pretty short lived. It was like a f- one Friday night thing, and I didn't see much of it uh, in the days afterwards. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was uh, on. People were talking about it Saturday night, and people were talking about it Sunday here we are during the day. About it Monday. <laughs> and now we've brought it into. Uh, Monday, which to be fair though, when I say people were talking about Saturday night and then like at brunch on Sunday, <laughs> you like, sparked the conversation. Someone brought it up. I can't quite remember who. <laughs> it might have been me. Um, but the people who had seen it were like, that, yes, that, let's talk about this for okay. an hour. That's like a nice Donald Trump move by you. It's like, everybody is talking <laughs> about this. And it's right. like, no, you are. <laughs> yeah. What the main concern here is the penguin. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Donald Trump, uh, get out and vote and all that stuff. Uh, did you do early voting? I did not. I did not either. And why didn't I do that? That sounds like such a good idea. Easy thing. But here's the thing. So many people early voted that I'm pretty sure that ooh, regular voting is going to be less po- less popular. Right. So uh, you know what's a cool thing? Played yourself. <laughs> uh, when you go to vote, you're going to be in a room with like a lot of people who are voting for Donald Trump. And I feel like this election will have the most contention in the voting booth. Like when you go to your local elementary school and you're standing in the gymnasium, there's like if you could just if anyone goes in there and is like, yo, fuck Trump. Then just (laughs) things. You just walk out of the gym and there's just like a horde of angry people waiting for you. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though? And I saw when I was driving your house last week, I saw one. You haven't seen anybody out with signs this election. Nope. Yeah. I saw one white woman with a Trump sign on my way to here on Friday. And I was like, that's, I think, the first person I've seen with a sign. And also, classic old white lady. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, like, what's the point of that? Does anybody see people holding signs on the side of the road and be like, hmm? Yeah, in that case, that sold me. I'm gonna vote for that person. Right? Like, wait, which name does that say? Like, does do bumper stickers sell anybody? Does any is anybody like sitting in traffic being like, eh, Trump? Yeah, right, well, I'm gonna vote for that person. With bumper stickers, I think that it's kind of like a tattoo. It's saying like, this is how deeply this I believe I am. in this. Yeah, where I think that if you have a feel the burn bumper sticker on your car, you're saying a lot about yourself. You're saying. Um, so it's more about you than about the candidate. Isn't everything, Peter? Everything is about oneself. So, uh, yeah, and if you have a bumper sticker that says Trump, like, I get distracted when I see that, man. If I'm driving and the car in front of me has a Trump bumper sticker, I'm like, how could you do it, though? <laughs> how could... Uh, Think, how, many, uh, how many accidents does that cause? Oh, I don't know. It's a good um, question. Yeah, uh, SNL, real quick, I gotta say, uh, I saw someplace posted... Uh, on Twitter, I didn't click on it. It said SNL never really mastered making fun of this election. I, I agree with that. I, I disagree. Th- really? I thought they did a really good job with the debates. Oh, the, the debates were good, but they weren't vintage SNL debates. As anything. I know. Vintage you, SNL. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I thought, did you see the thing that uh, they did for the cold open this past Saturday? I did not see it. I... I'd heard about it, and they said that like they were breaking, so I watched it uh, yesterday, and it was they literally broke character. They didn't break as in they were laughing. They were uh, Alec Baldwin was like, "Kate, I can't do this anymore," and then they just ran around the streets dressed up as uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and hugged people, 
And then they were like, we can't tell you who to vote for, but it's an important election. Get out there and vote. And I was like, this is funny. What is this? Get get the hell out of here, (laughs) SNL. So that wasn't very good. Um, But yeah, uh, get out and vote, please, because I'm assuming most of our listeners are not voting for Trump. So we don't want the world to end before we get the chance to interview Miles Teller. You know what, though? All signs point to the world ending. Cubs just won the World Series. We got a Miles Teller interview. Writing's on the wall. <laughs> Over. Uh, Trump being elected president would just be like the final straw. Yes. Uh, we have some Walking Dead Yes, we got to do some Walking Dead. Um, I watched this week's episode, not to brag. Wow. I was at a concert you. last night, uh, which shouts Diane Coffey. Freaking murdered it they were opening for saint paul and the broken bones saint paul and the broken bones uh they were very good but diane coffee if you guys ever get the chance go see them it's a like motownish glam rock band and the front man sean fleming is the most outrageous front man you'll see they're so so good their songs are awesome and he just goes cuckoo i posted like a video on instagram and twitter if you want to check them out so awesome. So shouts to them. But you texted me during um, during the show and was like, you got to watch Walking Dead this week because it was a good one and we need to talk about it. And I was not happy about that. But <laughs> I got up this morning, pounded some coffee, watched Walking Dead, and you were a big fan of the episode. I saw a little bit on Twitter people were disagreeing with that. What's wrong with people? That was an awesome episode. Yeah, I, uh, I was surprised that... Well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because... It wasn't one of those episodes where there was a lot of action and it was, you know, a thriller like the premiere. Like the premiere was a 60 minute suspenseful thriller type episode and people go crazy for that. Right. Yeah. It's the people that it's That's especially the sexy it, it's, thing. right. And it's a, that especially happens with The Walking Dead because like I like I don't know that show has so many viewers that so many of them are just so committed to it, and they just love just action. That explains why they, they've stuck around this long. Right. Um, also, I feel that, uh, you know, like if you're complaining about like one of your friends or someone in your life, and uh, then someone else is like, yeah, I agree, and you're like, hey, that's right. my friend yeah. you're talking about. Um, that's the way I feel about Walking Dead, <laughs> where we can shit on Walking Dead all we want, and then if we say an episode of Walking Dead is good and people are like, no, it sucks. I hate watching it and I'm just pot committed. We're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Easy. Excuse, that, right. that, that's my favorite show you're talking about right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's the thing is that like when we're so brutally honest about right, the we're Walking critical Dead of it. that when there's actually a good episode. We're going to give somebody, it some love. Right. And yes. when somebody says that it's bad, it's like. No, shut up. Right. We always criticize this show. Yes. And now it finally got a good episode and you're trying to trash it. Right. Something is keeping us in this. And when that is given to us, we need to call that out and say, thank you, Walking Dead, for that episode. Um, And it's it's especially mind-bottling when people say that the slow episodes are bad because they're slow. People didn't like the Morgan episode uh, last season. That was awesome. Right. That yeah. explained how Morgan got from A to B, pretty much. Right. When he was with the the cheesemaker. Yeah. And that was a really good episode. And a lot of people didn't like it. Right. And they say, nothing happened. Right. It's like, you don't need two characters to die per episode for something to happen. Yeah. That was a, that was a great episode. It, it was basically like a bottle episode, but it was outside. So it was like a bottle episode that they 
still spent a ton of money on. Right. So they that was a that Morgan episode was a great episode. Last night's episode was outstanding because I mean it didn't tell us anything about Daryl that we didn't know. We Not knew, about Daryl, yeah, about Dwight. But it was more of like a so that's the thing. It was a quote unquote Daryl episode, but that was a Dwight. episode. That was a Dwight episode. That was a totally a Dwight episode. And uh, man, Negan, it, ke- it kept the pace moving yeah. really well throughout the whole t- whole episode. I I think that that's a lot of a lot of the times that's the issue with the bottle episodes that they move just so goddamn slowly. Right, nothing and, happens. Right, and the, like. Like, nothing happens, but nothing happens. Right. And it just moves so slowly. A lot happened, and there was a lot of development from beginning to end at this episode. I think somebody said that that, uh, that episode could have been done in 15 minutes, and I disagree with that adamantly. Uh, yeah. Like, you needed all that time to show, like, the breakdown of Daryl. Yeah. Because Daryl is one of the strongest characters, characters yeah. right, on The Walking Dead. Uh, and you need a large chunk of time if you're going to break him, and yeah. I think that's where they're getting to. Even if they don't, even if they don't end up breaking him, you need like the process of trying to break him. And he got emotional in this episode, and I think that you needed uh, uh, some time to show how you could get there. And if you do it too quickly, then you get what happens with Carol, which is one episode all of a sudden right. that she just like breaks down and she's like, "Oh, I can't do this anymore." You're like, right, "We've you been watching you, you and you, right. there was no build up to this." Right. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. You can't you can't say uh they spent too much time on this and uh oh, this this would have never happened. And also if they're spending too much time on it, Dude, it's Daryl. What would you rather be watching? I know. Would you be ra- That's would- why I complain about Carol is cuz I don't give a fuck about right. Carol. I care about Daryl because he's like a he's a really important character, uh, and he's just got like he's he's got more consistency to him than Carol. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's that's there's no comparison between those two. Uh, and then when you have Dwight there, you're it's what could be with Daryl versus what is because Dwight was a guy who was looking out for himself, looking out for his group. In this case, his wife. And uh, his sister-in-law, and eventually just broke down and gave in to Negan. So Daryl is literally—it's an entire episode of Daryl being face to face with what he would be right. if he caves. And and it was it was necessary because uh, it explained what happened when Daryl had previously run into Dwight in the woods when Dwight took his stuff. Yeah, with the uh, the two women that he was with. Yeah, which happened to be his wife and his wife's sister. Um, and I think, I mean, that was very necessary to explain why that happened. Right. How they got there. Right. And I also thought it was excellently done to turn Dwight into a sympathetic character. Yeah. Because at the beginning you show him taking people's stuff just to make like a fucking egg sandwich. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end you're like, fuck that dude is, he's been through some, he's been through some shit and uh, he's clearly like not in a good place. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, we I think we talked about this on the past episode. He looks a lot like Dale Weiss, not as yep. much now with the uh, now that he's got his face, face situation. Yeah, but uh, he looks like Dale Weiss. He's a good character though. I want to see more of this guy. Did I, you know that he was in uh, that act? The actor who played him was in Everybody Wants Some. Uh, no, I did not find that out till last night. Did you see that movie? I did. Did uh, you? No, I didn't. I you think should that, watch that. Everybody should watch that. That everyone liked it, right? That show, that the movie is amazing. I think that uh, 
I think our friend Brian uh, said it was great as well. Um, Jeff loves it. Yeah? Yeah, I think that it's a... Uh, it's a sports movie. It's about a college baseball team. But it's like it's, a sports dazed and confused, right? Right, Is that the and thing? it's uh, it's not really about sports. It's about the uh, the dynamic of being uh, on a team in college. It's about just the dynamic of college itself. Cool. It's like the first three days leading up to a college year, like the team moves into the house three days before the the school year starts, and so they have three straight days to party. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's uh, it's amazing. It it captures like the essence of college athletics really well. Yeah, I forgot. Also, uh, I forgot about that. That when you move into college, uh, when you go back to college each year, you get like a couple there's days. like a few days where you just don't have to do anything, right? You which is very similar to a human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is very similar to uh, when you graduate. You have pretty much a week and a half, right? Something like right. that, where uh, they just like get it where out you of just your system. Don't have to do anything. Right. It's like all right, try to live, <laughs> right. and if you don't. Totally understandable. Uh, it'll make graduation shorter. Actually, no. Then they would have to do like a thing. They have to do a memorial. Yeah. And no one wants to hear. They'd be like, "We didn't even know that guy." Oh, it was that guy that night. He was being obnoxious. So right. it's, it's fucking hot out. It's the middle of June. Do we really need to spend twenty minutes on the kid who got drunk and drowned right. in, a, in a fountain in the yeah. middle of campus? Did uh, Did you have to do a um, like a graduation rehearsal? Uh, yeah, I didn't go. So we did, and we had to go because I was a I was very big on not going to anything I didn't have to for like like class pictures and all that stuff. I never go to that. Um, but I just rem- I remember going to uh, the um, the graduation rehearsal, and it was like the hottest day of the year, and we were all right in the sun, and it was like hundreds and or thousands of kids who were pretty much dead it was the worst feeling ever um what uh, no rick no nobody uh on this week's it was basically just daryl uh negan and dwight yeah and uh a little bit of the woman who it was dwight's wife uh she was the the woman walking around warning is that so that's who dwight's wife was yes okay um so I did find it funny. Daryl, uh, during one of their moments, uh, Daryl gave her like the, I'm a fuck you kiss. <laughs> like, you know, like she was staring. She was like, it can, he'll only make it worse. And they're staring at each other. Like for her to be like, I'm not kidding around, man. And then for a second, they're like, wait, has this turned into a kiss stare? <laughs> I also thought, go. There was, I also thought there was a moment where Negan was going to kiss Dwight when he like, uh, was talking about his penis working. Yes. Oh, and, great line. And then he went in for like the like the head to forehead to forehead, like yeah. nose to nose. Yes. Thing. And then he was like, "That's how we have boy. our pre-show meetings." He was like, yeah, "Right." He was like, "Good boy." And then he walked away. Thought there was going to be might be a kiss there. Do we know? Uh, well, I guess we know now. Uh, Negan I, could be gay, right? Oh, that's a, gonna, yeah. I was going to say that. Like, I was going to say, hmm, I don't know if Negan wouldn't be that surprised if they made Negan gay. But he uh, he forced Dwight's wife to marry him. So yeah, I'm assuming that there's some sex benefits there. Yeah, um, well, Negan's certainly flamboyant. Right. I think it took until about, like, 1998 for people to realize that you can be flamboyant and straight. <laughs> Shouts the brunch podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, I, I, I bet Negan does everything. That guy likes to party. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I bet that I bet Negan is into some, like, weird sexual stuff. Like, I bet he likes Dwight's wife to, like, whip him with a belt while they yeah. fuck. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that he likes to talk about Dwight while he bangs Dwight's wife. Oh, for sure. He's, he's got like he actually. I think that he does like Dwight. It's not. I don't think it's just like a, I'm torturing this guy. Right. I think, I think that, that he, he likes Dwight, likes him. but he also really likes emasculating people. Oh yes, that's that like is, his favorite thing in the world. That's his thing. Um, also, on the Negan sexuality scorecard, he does walk around with the most phallic thing possible. It's a like a bat. big penis <laughs> that has been made more manly <laughs> <laughs> by putting barbed wire on it. So, Good call. Um, yeah, I, you know what? Call me crazy. Famous last words. I'm enjoying Walking Dead this season. Uh, I'll say that with the caveat of I didn't finish the... Uh, <laughs> you didn't watch the, uh, the least liked episode. I watched like 20 minutes of it and I was like, you know what? Got it. I, I already read the recap. I, you know, I know who King Ezekiel is. I know what they did with the pigs. I know that Carol's acting a fool. And quite frankly, I don't want to see any more of Carol. So I chose to, to use my time differently <laughs> than right. to finish I, I watching that episode. I need less Carol. That's not a bad move, by the way. If we can figure, if if only we have a way of figuring out which episodes we can just kind of dip out on um, <laughs> right. while watching them. Somebody, but, okay, that's enough. Right the, to that point, uh, somebody on Twitter said that we that they should have a, a Walking Dead Red Zone channel. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, that would be amazing. That would be. Like, and we go to this part of the of the Walking Dead where you might actually care. Yes, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll finish up with this. Uh, I had this idea. You didn't like it. I uh, was talking to Patrick the other day and brought it up, and he could see both sides of the argument. Um, what if we did a thing called walkout reviews, <laughs> which is it's a total waste of money, and it's a bad idea, but I think it would be funny, where we went to a movie and then just like set a timer, 40 minutes in, you have to walk out, and then you, and review, then you it. review it, and yeah. you guess what happens. Yeah. Uh, I... I said that that idea gives me anxiety because I would be horrified to like a movie and then walk out 40 minutes in. That would be, yeah, that's more. I enjoy the experience of it. It would only a, be bad for us. Right. <laughs> a, it would be a waste of money. <laughs> and right. B, uh, that would stink. And then how many times are you talking to your friends like, oh, did you see like The Purge 9? And you're like, oh, well. Saw the first 40 I minutes. I saw like <laughs> some of it. And like It's still in theaters. What do you mean you only saw <laughs> some of it? Um, uh, and then the, probably the worst part about that, the part that w- gives me the most anxiety is that if I liked it, I would have to walk out after 40 minutes. And then I'd have to go pay for it again and sit through the first 40 minutes again and waste 40 <laughs> minutes of my life and just to see the ending. Maybe we can make that a uh, trend. Maybe we can get the listeners to, uh, to do it. Just start doing just that. Tell us how it goes. Show us your receipts. Um, I, uh, y- you know what? We should just do, we'll call it like half reviews, but we'll do an on-demand thing. That's, that's what I said. That was your... I, my, counter, yeah. my counter idea was let's do it with on-demand where we rent a movie for Friday, yeah. we review half of it, guess what happens on the Friday episode, and then finish it over the weekend, come back on Monday, and evaluate our reviews. We could also just do a half and half. You watch the first half, I watch the second <laughs> half, we meet up and do a review. That, uh, that's a pretty good idea as well. Maybe we could do that during Bleed for this. One of us goes hides <laughs> in the bathroom for a little bit, and then like we swap out like... And p- people will be like, who are those two men that walked past each other and high-fived? And- that, would be a great, that would have been a great move if, uh, if the, we could only get one seat. Yeah. Played for this. We're like, all right, well, we're going to bring two guys. Right. But we're going to split the movie. <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay. Well, uh, w- something's coming Friday. 
Who the heck knows what it is, but stay tuned for that.